Hi, everyone. We're really fortunate today to have a very special guest who I have known for many years and Kim has known for many years. He has worked for the ASPCA, the Humane Society of the United States, Pet Health, Houston SPCA, the Humane Society of Charlotte, and now he's the Animal Services Director at Guilford County in North Carolina. We are so happy to welcome Jorge Ortega. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I think that we're we're the same way that you are, just navigating every day, day by day. Yeah. Taking it day by day. I mean, it's um it's kind of one of those eerie groundhog day type of environments in the animal shelter is like you're coming in thinking things are going to be different they're the same um and it was just like yesterday but you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring so we're like ready for tomorrow but tomorrow turns out to be just like yesterday so we're like okay what's coming next what's coming next? so um taking it day by day has been the kind of the motto here so how's your staff doing in the, all of this um staff we've had to adjust um just kind of going to go back two years um when when i came into this facility um we were probably probably the worst facility in the state of north carolina um for so many reasons um, we were at the verge of losing our sheltering license um the organization was in disarray in, in all aspects not just in sheltering but also in what we were doing um with all other services and in a very short period of time, we've been able to kind of build or do a culture shift, not only to get the organization into a place that we were really helping our community, providing services for our community, and then this pandemic hits right when we are still building a new culture and trying to work as one has been, it has been a struggle and eye-opening at the same time. Our staff has um, been able to adapt to to the new normal, and the new normal is not a steady normal. It's a it's constantly changing. We either constantly are creating more restrictions, um, or going back to the previous restrictions. So so, considering that we were already in some in a huge culture shift, adding new people, adding new team members, um, and, and reorganizing our our org chart, now with COVID is created a, a different challenge. But everyone's been upbeat um it's uh it's given us an opportunity to really get to know our team because it's also allowed us to slow down you know, it's encouraging to see that a team that has not been together for a very very long time has been able to come together during this, this challenging time jorge i mean we've known each other for years you have had a long history in animal welfare where you have done absolutely amazing things did you ever think that we would be in a position like this? N not at all. Um, and it's scary to think that this might become the new normal and it's, it's or the abnormal, right? Um, but it's also, it's giving us an opportunity to like, for us in animal welfare, animal welfare is always run us. We really have never really run animal welfare. Um, this organization has been behind the eight ball for a long time. So to be able to catch up to a point where we were doing great things for our community in a very short period of time, but now to have this time to really, really, really dig deep into our day-to-day -day processes, our procedures, uh, 
get staff trained. Um, you know, what you and Catherine are doing is amazing with the association, the, you know, HSUS and the national organizations are doing by combining all these resources into one, giving me as a director with a fairly new team of animal welfare professionals to be able to just comb through one source and be able to dispense that out to where it's needed has made my life as a director easier to share information, to share training, to keep people in the loop of what others in the industry are doing across the country. Speaking of, of good and change, um, tell me about your animal control officers. You and I had a conversation not so recently where you were seeing some really amazing changes in what was happening in the field, and, and we really want to hear about that. Um, this event has given us an opportunity to really talk to our officers, to really slow things down, really focusing on the priority calls, yes, but we're also doing things that I would have never thought our officers would do. For example, pet food delivery for folks who cannot get out of their homes um, or homebound. We are, we are um, specifically identifying who these individuals are in our community. We are putting food in our ACL trucks. We're going to their, their houses. We're instructing them to stay in the home. We drop the food off on the porch. It's like DoorDash and Grubhub, right? We drop the food off in the porch. We get back in the truck and then we call them and saying, hey, we just dropped your food off or your supplies on the porch. And then they come out of the house and they pick that stuff up. We're returning animals back to the home, stray animals um, that are here at the shelter where their owners can't get to us. And we definitely want to limit that. So we'll put the dog in our vehicle. We'll drive to the residence and literally kind of a little scary, but we're putting, we're tying the dog like on the porch, for example, we're waiting on the property. We get back in the truck, we wait on the property. The owners come out of the house, they get the dog, the dog's reunited with the owner. So that's one less animal that we have to take on, you know, take into the shelter. So the staff has really risen to the occasion and risen to the challenge um, in, a, in a very, um, I, I'm, I'm honored to be working with the people that I'm working with today. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, if you would have asked me that, I would have been like, I have no clue what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, we've come a long way in a very short period of time. And to see our officers and others, I mean, we, we just went um, the other day, we had a vet tech and an animal control officer go out to a resident to go check on one of our heartworm foster um, dogs that we have in the foster home. And we did the same thing. We had the foster home place the dog outside, the tech and the ACO went in, checked on the dog, make sure the dog was doing fine. Then we left and then the foster took the dog back inside. So, so we're, it's kind of that telemedicine thing, but you know, the distancing at the same time. So our staff is willing to be creative along with us management on how we can make this um, situation a better situation for all. It's porch medicine. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody that we've talked to like you has, you know, these stories of the good that are coming in and surfacing from the COVID-19 response. And one of the things with somebody you and I have in common is Amanda Arrington. One of the things that we've talked about on multiple occasions is that it feels like we all are changing our approach to almost like the pets for life approach to communities and doing outreach. Can you talk a little bit about how your outreach has changed in Guilford County? 
Yeah, so we are, we're slowly shifting. Starting May 2nd, um, we are partnering with Meals on Wheels. The program was originally scheduled to start May, uh, April 4th, but of course with the whole COVID, the pandemic, that got suspended. Uh, we still felt that pet food is an important piece of the, the, the meals that the, the homebound residents are receiving. So we are going to kick that back up on May 2nd. So we officially start that in the next couple of days. Um, we've also created these cute, I wish I had one in front of me, and I don't. We created these cute um, community cards, they're door hangers. And it basically what we're going to end up doing is focusing on on the neighborhoods that we know have been mostly impacted by this pandemic and just doing door hangers. We're just gonna hang these cards and just to get information, to get feedback from the residents to see what resources, pet resources they need. It's not a very specific saying, this is a spay neuter promotion or a microchip promotion. It's just basically, please tell us how many pets you have and let us know what your needs are. And folks can take a picture of the card, text it to the number that's on the card or email it to the address on the card. So this way, again, we don't have to wait for someone physically to deliver something. Um, we're making it easy for the community to let us know where the needs are. Um, we have a great community. I just think we have never really reached out to our community in the way we're reaching out to them today because um, they have stepped up. And, and, and I owe them a lot, not our, our fosters, our adopters, um, folks who are continuing to donate. Um, that's what's gonna make our community outreach and changing our focus to more of the pet social services approach um, much more effective. How do you feel about the buzz that's kind of happening in animal welfare regarding possible consolidation of organizations going forward? I think with what's happening with our economy, I think there's going to be a lot of nonprofit organizations, even public organizations like ours. You know, we are facing some budget cuts in the near future just due to what's going on in our economy. And I think some organizations are really going to have to look at, one, working together and joining forces in order to be sustainable. I, I, I think that old, that current model we have of I'm going to do it by myself, I'm going to do it on my own. I don't think it's going to be sustainable for many organizations, large or small, in the future. And, 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 and what the association and HSUS is doing is a perfect example of, of coming together and providing resources in one place. I think that, again, going back to what I said earlier, as a director, that's helped, that's made my life easier to get consistent messaging, consistent information to be able to share in a timely manner with my team. And that keeps them in the loop. So I, I think this consolidation of organizations, um, you know, especially on the local level, is probably going to happen or might have to happen in order for animal welfare to move to the next phase. Today is actually a pretty important day in the world of animal sheltering. It's National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Day. And since you're literally working at a shelter today, do you have anybody who needs to get adopted? Oh my oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> you say hi to me, Bob. Say hi. She's adorable. She looks like, her head looks like a giant Oreo cookie. <laughs> what's, what's her name? Ladybug. Oh. Yes. Say hi. So how many adoptable pets do you have in the animal shelter right now, Jorge? Right now, we have, counting Ladybug, we have four dogs on the adoption floor and two cats. 
how many do you normally have pre-COVID-19? Wow, we would probably have uh, probably close to 100 between dogs and cats available for adoption and probably another 100, 150, um, you know, in intake stray holding uh, treatment medical. Um, total population at the shelter right now is 43, um, and that includes two pigs, a chicken. So congratulations on all your hard work, and thank you for continuing to be such a great voice uh, in the animal welfare industry, and I'm pretty sure we'll probably be talking with you again soon. Oh, well, thank, thank you both for having me, and you know, I, I, I can't say enough for the work you guys are doing. Um, again, you're making my life easier on this end. Um, so please keep it up. I, I think it's, it's, it's valuable information and it just helps to be able to go to pretty much a concentrated space to pull that data and share it with my team. It makes it easier for me. Thank you. Thank you, Jorge.